0: In this episode, Tommy and I discuss the questions and issues that arise when we ask, should we profit from God's word and God's wisdom? Hope you're ready. We're about to get into it.
1: Yo, it is Faith Chair Friday, and Jesse and I are not together today. Jesse's home, I'm home, and, um, yeah. What, so what, what are we going to delve into?
0: Yeah. today? So I wanted to paint a little picture and okay. see if anybody else identifies with me. You are, uh, you're, you know, you show up on Sunday morning at church and uh, maybe you're a little excited because there's a guest, you know, pastor churches are always excited for guest pastors. Right. And they get up there and either before they get into their sermon or as they're ending their sermon, here comes the sales pitch. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Hey, I got my books out there and you know this and that. And you know, you guys can go here and you can you can buy this and da and buy that and and uh <laughs> I don't yeah. know about you, but I always that was always a like cringy moment for me, like like bruh, it, it, it echoes back to right when Jesus comes into the into the the uh temple courts, right? Uh, after his triumphant entry into Jerusalem and, and says, you know, you've made my father's house a a marketplace or don't make my father's house a marketplace. It's Mm -hmm. supposed to be a house of prayer. Right. Yeah. And uh, so I was, I don't know, that was always a yikes moment for me. I don't know about anybody else. And, uh, but I thought this was good to talk about because at the current moment, (laughs) you and I both have books, right? Yeah, We both publish books that are for sale right um that's kind of the nature of the marketplace mm-hmm. like you know mm-hmm. we don't uh if anyone's ever looked into like kind of independent book by book printing uh it's insanely expensive yeah. so like you're kind of stuck in the current market models of uh, right. you know both of us are publishing through amazon and that comes with certain uh requirements on them right they give you your your publishing cost and and what their what their percentage is going to be off of the sale and and they kind of say here's the minimum amount that you can charge for this, which mm-hmm. according to their system has to include some amount of royalty for you. Yeah. Um, I don't think they'll even let you set it at, at zero because when my that. when the page number on my book got to a certain point and the printing costs went up, I had yeah. to they wouldn't even let me, I was going to have it at 10 and they wouldn't let me do it at 10. It had to be at least 13, which included like two or $3 profit. So like you're kind of bound by that, but I think the, so the bigger question though, that that I've always wrestled with from those experiences Mm -hmm. and now being on the side of having published a book, AKA created some kind of content that, that is for the consumption of the, of the rest of the body of Christ in the world. Um, how do we, how do we reconcile or do we need to reconcile or where are the lines at when it comes to selling and profiting from what ultimately is the word of God and God's wisdom? At least hopefully that's what it is. Like, if you're really thinking this is coming from you, then it's probably not Christian. (laughs) Right. So like we're selling and profiting from the word of God and the wisdom, the heavenly wisdom of God. Mm -hmm. Um, and and what are the issues? What are the issues that arise when we start talking about that?
1: I feel like the when you sent this topic over, I was like, wow. First of all, it kind of is like a piggyback of what we talked about last week, mm-hmm. but it's it's definitely different because now you have the outside stuff. Because a lot of pastors will say, uh, "I we used to work for." I used to work with a pastor whose salary was capped it was capped at a particular number it didn't fluctuate with how many people came in or how many people left it stayed where it was until everyone was up for a salary review right so it never changed so what he did to compensate for where they were lacking was he taught at a christian college christian university did seminars he did lectures um and under that umbrella was where he was making the rest of you know the difference from what the church salary wasn't wasn't meeting he was doing that Um, and never once did he sell any of his because a lot of his lectures were turned into books for the for the students mm.
0: the
1: students were were purchasing the book never once did he mention to the to the congregation yo you guys want to support you know have a new book out go here excuse me you can purchase it it'll really bless you you know what i'm saying he never he never said that not once did he say that uh and i really appreciated that example he really kept the things that he was doing on the side, completely separate from the ministry he was doing in front of people. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay, this is what we agreed to. The board agreed to. This is the amount I'm going to make regardless. And when everyone's up for review, I'll be up for review. But until then, if we need more money, I make it outside of this.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm not going to... Pro- and one of the other things that he also encouraged us to, because we did small groups, he encouraged us to really make sure this message was uh, disseminated throughout all the groups was, hey, if there's people that have their own businesses or they do network marketing, let them know that it's okay if they want to let their friends know who attend. But selling on church property or even using the church to hold a sales party. You know, some of these network marketing things, you know, you profit by holding little parties in. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and so he was like, yeah, we, we won't do that, but we will encourage people if they want to, they can, you know, we'll, we'll help them any way we can short of them making this, their breeding ground for their own business you right. know what i'm saying so he didn't do it he didn't want anyone else to if people were interested and they asked totally fine with that um but these folks that are melding the two together which it's like ugh, i feel like some on uh, on, on, on some level, it's taking advantage. You know what I'm saying? You're like, I'm mm-hmm. preaching, but just, just, just like your example, I've heard it. I've been in situations where I've watched watched and heard people say, before we get started, my new book is out. Go to the back. Make sure you get it before you leave. It'll bless you. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, why you got to, Why? Aren't they already paying you? We know you got a book. Don't say anything about your book. Just preach, just teach, you know what I'm saying? Just talk. But when you meld the two together, I feel like it's taking advantage uh, of something that, and you, you said it in the introduction, if it's wisdom that you've gleaned, like leave better, leave it better, that's something that I gleaned. Through my through just observing, I like how uh, Solomon and Song of Solomon. He's he uh, in Proverbs. He started off the chapter, the book, by saying, "These are basically little tidbits of wisdom I gleaned as I take my walks, my daily walks, and I just observe." That's literally what he says in the beginning of of the book of Proverbs, and so I feel like. We can share things, Uh, I heard uh, Carrie Newhoff say one time, all truth is God's truth, because it points back to, literally, if you think about it, it points back to us not being selfish. And me, for instance, saying, leave better, leave it better, means that I have to sacrifice something if if I'm gonna learn something from a place that I don't necessarily wanna be, or even that I do wanna be, I'm gonna make sure I learn something and I'm gonna make sure I give something. Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying so uh can we trace that back to the precedence in the life that jesus lived absolutely is it written like that no it's not yeah you you know what i'm saying so those are the things that if you've learned it just share it but if if you feel like god is 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 saying hey put it in a book (laughs) and people buy it didn't let people buy it, but the marketing of it while you're preaching in that respect, I feel like it's taken advantage right. because now seems, you're you're that line seems past. a
0: little messy. Right. 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 <clears throat> and we, we talked a little bit uh, last season with uh, with attorney Jesse Hart. Right. Um, regarding the 501c3 status of the church and and churches receiving PPP loans. Um, you know, one of the the big examples. Actually, the reason that conversation even happened, and I've had him on the podcast, was our interaction over a post about. Um, uh, I can never remember his name. It's hilarious how many times this happened. Every time I want to say something about him, I can never remember his name. You know, uh, you know, perfect hair, pastor down in Texas with all the books, Joe Osteen. Joel Osteen, I don't know why I can't, (laughs) every time I try to think of it, I want to say Jesse Duplantis and I'm like, it's not Jesse Duplantis. That's funny. He had perfect. Yeah. So Joel Osteen in, in the issue of like they advertise and market his books as a part of their broadcast and in their church. And he makes all these millions of dollars that are supposedly separate from the church or, 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 I forget what the issue is. Are connected with the church, and so there's issues with the the taxes and the five hundred one C three status because yeah. you're marketing a for profit thing, you know, and, and the questions of whether or not any of the staff are ever involved with it during their hours that they're paid by the church, you know, and the fact that it is part of their broadcast suggests that yes, yeah. like there's a non profit activity that's supporting a for profit you know, enterprise. And of course he lit, you know, there's lots of conversations about the, the luxury level at which, you know, he lives and, yeah. and that makes, you know, this, this, I don't think there's this is not a conversation that has like a hard, and fast answer. For sure. and I think, I think a lot of it has to do with, and I, I love that you said, you know, in some ways this definitely piggybacks off of a lot of what we talked about in the last episode is a lot of it comes down to your heart. Yeah. Like people, again, we've talked about this over and over. People always want a hard and fast rule, a yes or like a. But in in New Covenant Christianity, it is very rare that there's a hard and fast rule because there's so many. uh, variables that play into yeah. each moment. And that's why we have to be led by the spirit. Like the Bible helps us have some discernment, some understanding of God's nature mm-hmm. so that we can, we can understand when something is of our flesh or of the enemy and not of God. Mm-hmm. But when it comes down to like the moment to moment decisions, choices, standards, yeses and nos, like we have to be led by the spirit because, because yeah. uh, human existence is complicated. Right. And so like, I think of um, what's the other guys, Rick Warren. Yeah who like lives off of the 10% and gives the 90%. So like, so in that scenario, right. He, he has, he has all these books, right. They obviously make significant profits off of those books. I have no idea, uh, because I've never watched like Rick Warren on, on, I don't even know if he has, I'm assuming he has a TV ministry. I don't know.
1: I've never seen it. I mean, he's just done, uh, he was a part, he was actually a part of the SBC for, uh, a minute. Um, but now he, you know, he's the purpose-driven life, purpose-driven church,
0: right? Uh, yeah. And so I don't, I don't know if they, you know, if they market his stuff on TV. Yeah. I have a feeling based upon what I know about his writings and teachings that he's probably more conscientious about keeping the two separate. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, like, like, like we talked about with um, with Joel Olstein, if his book business pays the church for the airtime of airing a commercial that's a whole different that's
1: a whole, that's a whole, whole different other
0: thing. thing but when that's not happening there's just a fudging of the lines there's yeah. some legal questions there's accounting mm-hmm. questions yeah. so then there's some integrity questions And the bible says we should do everything possible to avoid any appearance of evil right and yeah. so there's some there's some questions there about operations but um but you know rick warren so like he he there's I mean, there may not be nothing he can do about the profits. I mean, he right. he could pot. I mean, he could possibly sell his books for less. But like we talked about, you know, that's not always an option within the systems yeah. we have for for authors to get published. But <clears throat> but then he turns around and he takes that money and he puts yeah. it back into the kingdom.
1: Yeah.
0: Right. So that he's not using that for personal benefit. So right. that, so you, that's that's the heart question versus just looking from the outside like right. you could just stop at oh he makes tons of money off of these books and that's wrong yeah. but then if, if you see that he's giving 90 percent of that away and only living on 10 percent and not yeah. living you know any crazy luxury with a four million dollar house then it's like oh okay that's probably god's probably cool with that
1: how do we make sure we are being obedient to what God has called and created us to do as opposed to taking advantage? Like when is it okay to say, you know what? I wrote a book and it's generating income for me. You know what I'm saying? I also preach and I have a salary from preaching um like what like what roy said he doesn't even take that a salary
0: yeah that brings now up another yeah that brings up another question too is like if you're paid full-time and, and you're paid yeah um you know decently full-time i mean a lot mm-hmm. of the pastors are, are technically full-time but like they're scratching right yeah. so other streams of income might actually be necessary but if mm-hmm. Our, our 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 you know when we were when we were at uh the church we were at before right not finances were good we weren't paid yeah. a ton but we were paid enough yeah um and part of that was because we have other people in the home with us who help pay bills and stuff so we yeah. you know we were okay and so that's why when i would get invited to preach places i'd be like i'm not expecting a, a you know uh, um honorarium because yeah. i don't need extra like i'm good and i would right. rather you guys you know hold on to that yeah. and also not have that be attached to any of my motivation for or sure. or anyone else being able to attach it to my motivation of preaching right the paul sure. the paul principle like i don't want anyone to be able to question my motives right so don't i'm not going to take money from you mm-hmm. right the question for a lot of pastors is is your book writing or you're and again, we're kind of isolating books, but right. like maybe even more so the music industry, worship mm-hmm. music being produced out mm-hmm. of churches, oftentimes live yep. at church services yep. and then yep. being sold and making lots of money off of it. You know, mm-hmm. all these same questions. Mm-hmm. If you're paid full time and paid well, and you're producing this stuff within the hours of your contracted work that you're paid for, yeah. Then basically you're double dipping <laughs> if you're making profits off of that as well. You were already paid the money for the hours that you used to produce that for the kingdom. Bro. And now you want it, and then you want to make profits on top of that. Bro. bro. So I I think that might be closer to where the line gets crossed a lot in ministry. Because yeah. we already talked about last week how, in my experience, there's a lot of pastors. Uh, leaders, staff members within churches and the nonprofits lar- at, at large mm-hmm. who do not actually work the 40 hours they're paid for mm-hmm. um, and use that extra time for some of their own endeavors. Right. Um, and so, you know, there's some, there's some, there's some moral integrity questions there already, but then if you're using that extra time that you're technically contracted by the church for and already paid for yeah. to then produce uh third party materials that you're then selling to make more money. Yeah. Then that that gets even that gets even messier. And yeah. so I think a lot of it just has to do like I think church, I think pastors, church leaders, um content creators who are Christians and create their content for the church. Yeah. Need to ask some need to ask some honest and serious and holy spirit led questions of integrity. Yeah of themselves. And and again, I think the Holy Spirit will lead each person to where the line is, you know, for them. So, like, for me, it was a question of, do I sell my book for $10, $15, or $20? Yeah. You know, and so it's like, okay, well, it was like, Lord, we'll, like, again, I'm not trying to become a millionaire athlete. If, we, if mm-hmm. I sell a million copies, cool. That's not my goal. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it's not not my goal, but the point is I'm not trying to make, like, a million dollars off of right. this. And if I did, right. like, again, a lot of it would go towards ministry, but... But uh, you know, it's like, what's the cost of printing? What's the cost of uh, shipping? What's the cost of Amazon's telling me what's their cut? Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was also thinking, like, what's the time investment, right? And, and so part of that is also like, well, I I need a certain I need to I need to be producing a certain amount of capital so I can keep buying more author copies, right, to sell right. locally. Um. And then, you know, the time, the time that it took, uh, the effort that it takes, you know, there's other costs people don't know about, right? You got to pay an editor, you know, uh, a lot of, you know, the design of the, I'm able to do that for myself, but a lot right, of other right. people have to pay people for that. Right. Um, you know, so there's, there's things, there's just like any business, there's things to consider, and factor into that selling point. They don't have anything to do with profit. Right. They have to do with uh, covering the costs that you had in creating that content and allowing you to have the ability to continue to create create content. Content, right? And so again, but it's always about like, okay, so where's that line? And then yeah. am I am I pushing that up there? You know, to really like pad my own. So is uh, it pockets? Bad? Is it bad?
1: Because I'm, I, I'm, I'm trying to hear, hear the questions that are that might be, formulating in the thoughts of the folks listening. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. like so, is it bad to make extra money? Like, is it bad to be like, okay, I'm paid to preach the gospel at this particular, um, in this particular uh, faith-based community whatever the name of the church is, XYZ church, they're paying me to preach. I'm the senior pastor, or I'm a teaching pastor, or I'm an associate pastor, whatever. But I write songs. So I'll just use myself. I write songs. And I've written a book. Is it bad if that song or that book or those songs or the books produced more money than what the, the that, then XYZ church is paying me to be on staff there and I get, we get a new house, you know what I'm saying? Or we get an, I get a new truck. Um, uh, yeah. Is, is that bad? Is that a bad I, thing?
0: I think again, it comes, I mean, there's some, there's some general, there's some general, um, guidelines for how we're supposed to live as believers um and we've spent Mm -hmm. plenty of time talking about the prosperity gospel so like if you don't understand the falsehoods in that like you're not going to be on board with my statements but like one of those things is is to live simply right um not to if we have wealth not to flaunt it and if we do we are probably better off giving as much of it away as we can, right? The, the, the interaction of the rich yeah. young ruler and Jesus, yep. um, the example of the early church in acts, right? Selling the ones who had the wealth to have extra properties and fields would sell right. it to meet the needs of those who are less fortunate. Um, and so there was a transference of the, of that wealth and, and just having what you like, God promises that he's going to give you what you need Um he also has some level of promise that I'm going to you know, bless you above that so that you can, you can also be a blessing to others. But I think people use that as an excuse to, yeah. um, again, it goes the widow and the mite, like those who gave large sums gave only out of their surplus. Right. So like they're all taken care of. They had tons of profits on top. They're wealthy. And yeah, they gave a lot, but it was only just a, basically a skim off the top versus the yeah. widow who gave everything that she had. So yeah. we see some principles that say, Hey, even if we're doing something that generates a lot of money, that shouldn't be, be the majority of that should not be being used to benefit ourselves. We should still live simply um, and, sure be and is. use, use that as the opportunity to be an example of generosity, yeah. um, not of selfishness, not of greed um, and to bless others. And again, the, like people want to debate all day, like Joel Olstein's $4 million mansion, but it, yeah. like the Bible has a standard that makes it really difficult when he says like, you have to avoid the appearance of evil. So even if, even if that mansion is technically okay, if yes. it's causing people outside the church to question the role of the church and your motivations mm. as a pastor, then mm. you're wrong.
1: I mean, Paul did say instruct, though. He was telling Timothy, I believe Timothy or Titus, one of them, uh, instruct those that, gener- that are rich, wealthy among you to be generous. Right. Understanding and knowing where uh, all of that came from—that it was mm-hmm. God that enabled him to be able to, yeah, to—it's—it's it's His money. Once they become followers of Him, once we become followers of Christ, we are now under a new government. We are now under new ruling authority, and that ruling authority says, "When when you are blessed, it's not just like what you said. I love what you said. It's not for you to continue to make sure." you have all the stuff you want. yeah. And that's not bad. Like if you need a new car, get a new car if you need one and you can get one. But right. if, if that is stopping you from being generous and helping someone who's in way more need than you, then Paul is saying to us, it's like he said to Timothy, hey, remember where, remember what the reason why you got what you got. How you got what you got. God gave you the ability, just yeah, like he told yeah. the, the children of Israel, to get wealth. Yeah. Not just for, to hoard it, but so that we can be generous. Because yeah. the, the government under which we are now says self-sacrificing is way more important. Being selfless is way more important, you know? Yeah, yeah. And um,
0: I think that's, yeah. the,
1: that's the trap. That's the trap. It's like, yo, whoa! I got this book and they sent, I just got a million dollar check in the mail. Let me go that right there. Your very first thing should be, let me go call my (laughs) board
0: and say, Hey, y'all don't got to pay me no more. Take that salary you're using for me. And let's, let's let's be able to, let's boost the salaries of our other staff staff. or let's hire somebody for a department that we've been having a need or, or, you know, let's, Let's let's spend that on, you know, on outreach or missions or, you know, and so that's the thing. Like, don't just be like, oh, it, this is the thing. Like, oh, look, yeah. God blessed me with this prosperity. And then we use it all on ourselves. Yeah. I was I, so I'm <laughs> I'm like, I told you, I'm like 80 pages into my second book already. Yeah. And so this second book is about reclaiming church. So first book, reclaiming Christ. Second book is reclaiming. And so it's going to be a five book series on reclaiming aspects of christianity. Um, and in my research for this one, I came I came across um an organization that uh, specifically is geared towards and does the research regarding um the church's mission outreach uh to people groups that are un, that have been unreached historically and presently unreached by the gospel. Um and uh one of the one of the things that really stood out to me what it was something like um, I don't remember if it was the United, United States or Westerners or like Europeans and North American. I don't. I don't remember. I'm just gonna say it was United States. Um, so you know, if I'm wrong, uh, they can correct me. I'm not trying to focus <laughs> on the United States, but I think that's what it is. But if some like the so United States represents, uh. Yeah, it's got to be Western. So Europe and the United States represent 33% of the world population. They receive almost 60% of the world's wealth, oh, wow. and they spend 99% of it on themselves. Wow. And this is, we're talking 99. Church. We're talking church, like Christians, not, not general yeah. population, but Christ, yeah. America and Europe represent 33% of Christians in the world. They receive sixty percent of the the annual world wealth, and they spend ninety nine percent of it on themselves. Wow! Um, and so, you know, so that's the trick is is uh, you know, are we being you know, your your big thing, right? Sacrificially loving? Mm-hmm. Are we sacrificially giving? Are we mm. being because that's what generosity really is? Yeah. If you look at the parable of the the widow and the mites. Uh, actual uh generosity is sacrificial giving it's not just giving a little it costs you nothing to skim off the top in, in my book I give the scenario of you know in 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 Jesus's eyes according to Jesus's teaching uh yeah. which person was more generous person a has a billion dollars and gives a million person b has a hundred thousand dollars and gives a thousand dollars. According to the world, the person who gave a million dollars was more generous, right. but that million, million dollars is only one one thousandth of right. how much money they had, mm-hmm. whereas the person who had a hundred thousand and gave a thousand, that's one one hundredth of how much they have. So mm-hmm. it actually cost them more to give a thousand dollars than it cost a billionaire to give a million. A million, right. And so in, in the kingdom metrics and Jesus metrics, it's the person who gave a thousand because it was a larger percentage of what they had. Right. Mm -hmm. And so like, these are some of the things that we have to understand when it comes to profiting off of, uh, you know, scripture. I mean, even just that, if we, if we think of it as this is, this is the foundation and base of this hopefully is the word of God. and, and, whether I'm being honest or not the you're not probably going to get very far in the church if you're not communicating that this is God's wisdom yeah. yeah um or God's gifting or you know the sound of worship that God wants or you know yeah. whatever industry yeah. you're in if you if you actually were honest with yourself and thought of it in those terms I would hope that there would be some checks and balances in your spirit When you ask the question, should I or how much should I be profiting off of this? In case you didn't know, you're why we do what we do at the Faith Chair. You're also the ones who make it possible for the Faith Chair to reach all around the world. And we want to thank you for that. And we want to continue to encourage you. If you enjoy these conversations and discussions If you have been fed by them, challenged by them, uh, if they have helped you find more questions or answer questions that you had, we want to ask you like, subscribe, share, tell people about it, help us spread the word. We do it for you, and we hope that it's making a difference for you. And we thank you for listening to the Faith Chair. Enjoy the rest of this conversation. Uh, that, just, and that's still, just thinking of it that way should mm-hmm. cause us to pause. And if it causes mm-hmm. us to pause, then I think that's the first step.
1: When you got to say, so I, you know, I'm a, a part of that worship leaders plus group on Facebook. And I saw a question three weeks ago, someone posted, how much should I pay so-and-so that's coming to sync? They're asked, like, what's a good number? They're at, uh, this person was asking just the general public in that group. And I thought to myself, oh my gosh, why not ask them? They know how much gas it's going to cost to get from their, from their house to, to, the, to the building. They know how much it's going to cost uh, to be away from their family. If they have a nine to five job, they know how much it's going to cost. If they're missing a day and they got to come in and you're asking them to come sing. That, in that instance, it's like, okay, someone is asking me for my time, right? So generally you would pay for their time. I think it's different when you say, you know what? I'm a minister of music and you have to pay me in order for me to leave this house. You know what I'm saying? Because now you're going from, I'm doing it because this is my this is what God has called me to, and I'll do it if nobody pays me or somebody pays me. Two, I'm only doing it if I'm paid. Hmm. Now you're taking money. Now you're 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 charging for something that is free.
0: Right, right. Do you, and, what are you doing? And, I mean, yeah, laying, laying aside like the messiness of like. Um, worshiping God right but then like I guess when it comes to producing like worship music for like for consumption it's yeah. like dude uh, <laughs> like it and, and I, I guess that's that's another line right um that's another line to you know to consider too is like you know they're there are things that are a part of like the church faith, right? So, so when we're talking about like our books are, you know, like yeah. Christian living theology, apologetics, stuff like that. Right. Um That, you know, there's a whole side industry of like entertainment production stuff for Christians. Sure. So like, we want to, we want to produce things for entertainment, like, you know they have christian romance novels they got no, fantasy they novels yeah no, they do they no. yeah they do yes they do oh my gosh i don't even know i've never he read called one, so. her and said the lord told me to tell you that <laughs> yeah that's the one page my one bride <laughs> um um you know in uh you know children's programming and and um and and the whole side of, of christian music that isn't yeah. meant to be like worship and praise but it's meant to be yeah. like
1: album stuff um, just yeah,
0: yeah yeah so you know that's something that's something totally different because you're providing an entertainment yeah. um and obviously there's costs involved with that and stuff too right um <clears throat> so i think there's probably slightly different conversations but but again i mean you still have the general conversation of like i don't think i don't think god's scriptural intention is for christians um to just be storing up you know, masses of wealth um, for themselves. And so, you know, same kind of, but, but not quite the same as like, you know, pastors traveling, you know, itinerant pastors. uh, You can't even call them that. Let's get that. You can't call an itinerant pastor a pastor (laughs) because there's no, there's no pastor, an itinerant minister. Let's call it that. You could be, you could be a traveling evangelist, uh prophet teacher, even uh apostle for sure. Cause that's what they are. They're sent ones, but I don't think you can be a traveling itinerant pastor, but uh, you know, com- coming in and, and, and essentially hawking your wares like in services as a part of uh, just as a part of like what you do in terms of ministering to God's people is uh Yeah, I don't know, and like I'm dealing with these questions because I'm asking my questions like myself. I'm like, okay, so like if I go preach somewhere, am I am I going to mention the fact that I have a book? Am I going to assume that they've announced that? Um, Am I going to have the books with me? Um, Yeah, you know, trying to figure out how how to have like a book book signing type event, like a celebration of the launch of the book. Because a bunch of people have like asked me to do that, I didn't even think about doing it, but they asked me if I was going to do it. Um, and That's some people thing. were like, "Well, you could have, you could, you know, you could host that at a church." And it's like, I was like you know yeah, what, the weird, awkward thing? questions with that too. And you're like, "Yeah, I don't the know." The weird <laughs>
1: thing about this conversation is that it's so off to talk about it to even ask the question because it's become such a huge part of Christian society, you know, well, mention that you got your book, mention you got merch in the back. You know what I'm saying? Like, and no one yeah. really ever bets an eye, but you are literally, if it's not for entertainment purposes, you're literally charging for something that is supposed to be free. You know what I'm saying? It's a yeah. free gift. So yeah. if I'm sharing the gospel with you, if I'm preaching to well, the definition really of a preacher, I I'm preaching, I'm heralding the gospel to people who don't know it. So why yes. do they even know to pay me? <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying? So so yeah. if you change we're changing the definition, I'm coming to your church to preach things that you should already know. Yeah, but I'm still asking you to pay me.
0: Yeah. I think there's I think or there's that. two keys in verses too in, in, in the scripture too. Uh, the first one, uh, I think, it's Matthew ten, is is where we see Jesus. So, it, where I am in the book right now, I'm talking about the church's role, like the Great Commission. And so, right now, I'm on, uh, mm-hmm. you know, teach and obey. And I was I was going to kind of gen, just generally talk about Jesus' commands, but I realized in doing that, I'm violating the very things that I'm saying the church needs to do, which is to actually teach. People to know and then also to obey by living out and coaching uh-huh. and teaching. Uh-huh. Uh, so I'm actually <laughs> there's I, it created a whole new section where I am actually going to break down. I didn't count them yet. I should count them so I actually know that I went through all you know all four gospels and tallied up all of the of Jesus's commands. Not yeah. not all of his teachings. There's there's other things that were teaching, but the times when he said you do this, right, right, right. And one of those is in Matthew ten when he says. he's, he's commissioning, he's sending out the disciples. Right. Uh, And he, and he's, he's given the instruction: Don't, you know, don't just take a staff. Don't take a bag with you. Don't take an extra tunic, you know, uh, don't take any food. Don't take any money. Right. All this stuff. And he says, uh, you know, go uh, cast out demons, heal the sick, preach the good news and um, what you have been freely received, freely give. So that that's the first one that should cause us to pause and ask some questions, Man, not saying that-, that everything should be free. Because again, like we talked about, there right. are costs associated. And right. if I want to be able to continue to produce this content, right? I have just like a business, there's an overhead you have to meet just to break even. And mm-hmm, I think mm-hmm. again, that's not profits. I mean, that's a whole different story. Right. So again, there's, but it should cause us to pause and ask questions. Yeah. Right. Like, you know, did Jesus, did God charge me anything? Yeah. Because he says, if anyone lacks wisdom, you can come and just ask for it. So if I'm writing or preaching or teaching, yep. I'm sharing that wisdom. Yep. I freely receive that,
1: mm-hmm. right?
0: And it's in the, and so one of God, Jesus' commands, which yeah. is part of our great commission, teaching them to obey the commands that yeah. I've given you. Yeah. Um, that's one of Jesus' commands, Matthew chapter 10. The other one, I didn't have a chance to look up. But um, and now man, now I'm gonna space on it. Uh, it I, it was, I think it's an in, in Acts they have. I don't remember if it was Paul or Peter. They have the interaction with uh, that um, the magician, yeah, who asked them if he can if how much it would cost to purchase basically the Holy Spirit. And and he gets rebuked not because of not for desiring the Holy Spirit, but for desiring to profit the profit the Holy Spirit. Yeah, right. And the same, actually, the same thing happened. If you remember, also I believe also in Acts, they had an interaction with the uh, with the uh, uh, psychic girl, the 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 slave girl. And she was following behind them. And she was de- this one's always been so interesting because she's right. declaring the truth. She's actually helping the gospel because she's shouting to everyone around, these like, are the messengers of the one, you know, the true God, you know? And, and so it would seem like she's helping. Doing the right but thing. But then right. but then they get in, an- they get annoyed. And again, I don't remember if this was Paul or Peter. And they turn around and rebuke her. And 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 uh, I don't remember if they cast out the demon or or just, just or cursed her. her gift rebuked her and so she and you know so then her owners were mad because they weren't going to be able to profit on it but the the idea in studying it and I was reading some other people's commentary was that it wasn't what she was saying because what she was saying was true but the fact that th- right. that because she was saying it. The miracles God was doing was actually going to profit her That's slave right. owners That's right. and, and allow them to continue to use, you know, right. what the Bible calls a sinful thing, the whole medium and psychic thing they, um, were, for their benefit. They were, they, were in,
1: they were in a place where it was about the spirits and witchcraft. They weren't in a place where it was about yeah, God I, or Jesus. They had never heard of that. So she was telling them, yeah. don't listen to these guys. Really? Because they're, they're, they're bringing that Jesus person that we don't talk about, which goes into what you said,
0: because yeah, they, yeah. they
1: wanted to continue to profit off of, yeah. off of that.
0: So there's a couple. And then as I'm saying these, I'm thinking of other ones. You have uh, uh, Ananias and Sapphira uh, right? huh. sell the property, bring it to help the church, but lied about the fact that it was the full amount because they wanted to hold them from, for their own selves. And and this like this is this is one of the almost most Old Testament moments in the New yeah. Testament. Yeah, because you're like, hold up, I thought the New Covenant God was done. It's like, no, it's the same God. He ain't a thug uh, no just, more. We just have more <laughs> access to grace and mercy, but he don't play no games and and killed them both. <laughs> uh, so like, there's definitely some significant and and not ambiguous challenges and checks in in the New Testament. Um, that should cause us to think twice when we engage in, when we engage in the practice of making uh, the, of the, fun- the 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 functions and content of the church, of discipleship, of scripture, of preaching, whatever, the, let's just say the gifts of the spirit and monetizing them for our own benefit. So again, yes. if I'm monetizing them, cause I'm like, oh, there's people who are going to would pay for this yeah. and I can use that to you know to Hit do x stuff. y and z right. right so again if you've got like a missionary producing these amazing songs and is picking them up and they're earning royalties and that's supporting the mission right that's building a church or right again it's a it's not a question of it's not always a question of profits uh it's a question of what those profits are for and where they're going um, I, that really up- is the ultimate question
1: Is perfect, and you bring up a great point. Uh, as I'm looking at this postcard from my friends, uh, Water Within, they are a ministry out of Nashville. They write song. They write very prophetic and challenging songs that uh, help the body of Christ to grow in their walks and they're having a party to celebrate 10 years of being together as water within these two girls met in college. And they're having a fundraiser simultaneously with this party and the money they're trying to raise a hundred thousand dollars. Why? So that it can fund their missionary work for 2022. Everything they have to do for 2022, there's travel, that's hotels, because they go to, uh, oh gosh, 12, between like 10 and 12 ministries in a year on their own dime. Mm-hmm. So, um, they, and they live in, a, in an apartment in Nashville, a small apartment, both of them. Uh, one of the vocalists, Whitney, is a barista at Starbucks. Like, that's her job, her day right. job. But their ministry that God has called them to takes money, and so they're having this fundraiser. And um, I, I'm even I've even reached out to them to send us uh, one of their songs. I have what, well,
0: and CDs, that's the but, yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be really cool. Have them send it, yeah. and then we can actually we can have a little burb yeah. on there about yeah supporting their ministry and stuff too as well. Um, and and but that's, that's it. I mean, right that's there. the that's the Paul that's the yeah. Paul uh, uh, yeah. model, right? Yeah. I, I, I minister, I, I build the church, create disciples, yep. I have spiritual children, yep. I get you guys set up, we raise up leaders, I'm confident that you guys have, you know, the, the core of the gospel, and then I move on, and I, and I ask, you know, ask and allow you to support me as I go to this new group, but as I don't I take any money group. from them, right. because I don't want that to cloud my, I don't want anyone to be able to ask any questions about my motivations for preaching, teaching or the gospel or any of it and then when i move on from that place right and so it's like i mean that's very much you know the the paul model you know and so yeah again i think that's ultimately the question and and i think on top of that i've talked to enough people who are engaged in some of these practices including people who i can already tell from their sales pitches and this the Again, the itinerant nature of their ministry sometimes that um, there's some blurred <laughs> lines here. Yeah, um, that just um, we can convince ourselves I of think. all kinds of things. Um, we can convince ourselves that you know this is this is all good and it's all for the kingdom and and I'm not taking any you know any more than I should. But then when you start to dig down, it's like. It, do you do you really need to always fly first class man like do you always need to stay in a four-star hotel come on man do you do you always need you know you know if you guys are providing meals it's got to be paid for through the hotel or yeah you know we have to go to fancy restaurants and i have to wear 300 hundred dollar dress shoes and like right. we have to we have to have honest and again not just not just honest, because uh, what, what does Jesus say? I think it's John chapter six. Uh, I, f- I forgive the scenarios, but it said that he did something and it says he did that because he knew uh, he knows the nature of our hearts of
1: our hearts. That's right. Like The
0: sinful, deceiving mm-hmm. nature of our hearts. Mm-hmm. I think it's, John, it's five or six. At that, if I'm, it might even be four. Cause I remember we were preaching, preaching on that before we left our previous church and we were in somewhere in around John four at that time. But uh, you know, so even on honest conversations can be hard. It has to be honest and led by the Holy spirit. We need to have honest Holy spirit led internal conversations and evaluations and investigations and um, uh, illuminations um, to make sure that we're staying on the right side of, of yeah. these kind of questions, that we're, we're walking with integrity, that we're not slipping into benefiting ourselves, yes, <clears throat> that we're living generously um, and, and simply and generously as, as much as we can and in all these types of things, that our motivation stays right. Because ultimately, you have the Paul principle, and then you have what I call the Pharisee principle. <clears throat> the other side of that is that if we slide into the wrong side of some of these questions we are going to think that we're serving God and we're going to stand before him and he's going to say you see that you see that make account you remember all that money you got your reward so yep. don't look don't look to me for having my oh, reward man. From something, you know, and and like you said, this ties right back into last week's conversation. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And whenever we get to, you know, get get your friends on to talk about musicians specifically, it's going to tie into that one because it really comes down to A, our heart, and B, where is my reward coming from? Because yeah. that's that's really, that's yeah. the Pharisee standard. That's what Jesus kept pointing out. Like, if you do it like the Pharisees, you've already received your reward. That's right. And that wasn't even talking about money. That was just talking about, like, esteem and celebration. So, like, there's a whole nother conversation we had about celebrity and, yeah. and and all that kind of stuff within the church. You know, maybe that's one we, we've talked about a little bit, but I don't think from that perspective. Aspect. So, we could have that conversation as well. But, yeah, it's like we just have to keep our hearts right. Yeah, and be led by the Holy Spirit, and I think if the Holy Spirit directs us to to do something and to do it in such a way that it generates a you know considerable or significant, and and again, that's relative to your position. For me, significant would be fifty thousand dollars, right? For other people, significant might be a lot bigger. Yeah, I Um, said that financial windfall that probably means he has a purpose for that money, and that purpose is probably not our luxury and our comfort. Um, but like you said, uh, I'm trying to remember the book. It might be, uh, um, what's, what's the Skizero book? Um, Healthy Spirituality, but that's not the whole title. Okay. I can't remember. Um, Emotionally Healthy Spirituality, okay. I think is the title. And I think, and I believe that's the book, and he has a part where he talks about, you know, the whole you know uh prosperity gospel versus versus there's the other extreme within Christianity that's like poverty we're supposed to just live in like poverty and just lack. Like- that's right. So, like you said, like if you got a if you got a busted up car that's janksy and you're and you're like, I used to have this conversation with my mom and dad because they would always buy like used cars because they're like, well, that's all we can afford. I'm like, mom, you guys are spending five hundred dollars a month keeping that thing running. You could be driving a Mercedes. You could be driving yeah. a brand new Mercedes right. So, right, right. like, there's there's some wisdom that gets missed yeah. sometimes in the we can't have nice things. Right. Um, I remember one of one of my pastors, (laughs) like he's like, you know, a lot of people kind of judge us some type of way. And we've even had people confront us because, you know, we have this Mercedes uh, van for my kids. He's like, but there was a situation where they were driving and someone ran a red light. And my wife saw it, but because she was driving a Mercedes minivan, yeah. she was able to accelerate fast enough that car just missed the back of the van. Wow. So if she'd been driving some janky seal 1995, you know, right. Dodge Caravan, right? she likely would have gotten hit and their kids would have died. That's so, right. you know, so it's like there, it's the same thing with uh, I used to tell my parents when I finally got them to agree to start buying me like Nikes. I'm like, look. Yeah. I, you paid $100 for these Nike's but I've I've had them for 3 years, right? You used to buy me Payless shoes for $20 but they only lasted me 3 months which means you were spending $80 a year buying me cheap shoes. So like there's there's the the Bible says be cunning as serpents and harmless as doves. So it the harmless side like so, right now. The, yeah, the harm <laughs> <laughs> Man I'm going to get into it. So the harmless side, again, is don't have appearance of evil. Don't fudge the lines. Don't walk in with a lack of integrity. Don't hoard for yourself. Um, Don't do these things. But there's also the cunning side where there's a recognition that sometimes God will use these things to provide the ability to buy uh, nicer things, not luxury things, but nicer things that are going to last longer or perform better. Right. you know, those types of, of things. Um, that's Buying that's a awesome. house instead of renting because right. renting is just throwing money. At, you're, you're throwing your income away on something you don't mm-hmm. own as opposed to building equity. So mm-hmm. there's definitely some things that gets missed. Mm-hmm. And so as with most things in the body of Christ, the moderated middle right. is usually the right place to be um, that, when it comes to these lifestyle questions.
1: That's right. We, we have We have been trained to have our perspective completely off. I was listening to this podcast suggested by my sister in law, uh, the Jordan Harbinger podcast. He had a guest on, uh, Benjamin Hardy. He just wrote a book called The Gap in the Game that I'm about to grab. But he talks about the mindset, another mindset book. You know, people who live in the gap will always think. They don't have enough they're not enough they're not the best someone always has something more than them someone doesn't have something better than them um and um for me this kind of ties in it's like okay well that preacher down the road has this house he's got this many people in his church and he's got this book and look at what he's making and i got a book and only three people bought my book you, you know what i'm saying like when we live in when we're thinking like that we're living in the in the gap Yeah. When the gain mindset is, look at what I have. At at least the book, like what I realized, it wasn't about, when when I wrote my book, it wasn't about making the bestseller list or even being recognized as, oh, my God, this is the next book to read. You know what I'm saying? No, it was the fact that I believed that God told me to do it. Yeah. And I was just obedient enough to do it. You know and like you saying? said,
0: if that even that's if that writing good. the even if writing the book only changed the life of me writing it, right, which anyone who's ever really written a, a book right. knows, at right. least like a it Christian should. book, it should there should be changing yourself. So maybe yeah. the practice was only to get you to understand something. Yeah. Or if it only changes one life, then all mm-hmm. of those hours of writing were worth it. If it gets right. one person saved, like that's right, uh yeah, the comparison game and you know. Again, it's uh, the the parts of the body. Not every part is meant to be grand and massive, and not every part is meant to be seen um, and celebrated. And the Bible even says the most important parts are the ones that no one sees.
1: That no one sees. Um, It's just like, I was thinking about this yesterday after you sent me the text. I was like, man, we really, we don't think about the fuse box in the side of our, Inside of our car door that controls the radio. Just that radio better be working. You know what I'm saying? But because we don't see it, we don't think about it. Yeah. We just benefit from it being there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And if we think yeah. about we think about what God has done through us, the wisdom He's given us, we can, if we don't think about the fact that we can, that there are people profiting from that. We don't think about that and just give it freely. Like you said, it was, rec- it was given to me freely. I received it freely and I'm going to give it freely. And just yeah. let the gospel work. Let it work. Let God do. Let him keep his promise to us, whereas he's going to be faithful. You know what I'm saying? Why isn't that enough? Yeah. Like today, right, right now, during this podcast, in this microphone that I'm talking in, it's enough. Tomorrow it might not be, you you know what I'm saying? I might wake up and be like, uh, why, you
0: know, but that's the question. You you even have those things like, uh, you know, uh, Picasso, uh, Van Gogh, uh, Paul, like we talked about, like when they talk about scriptures, they didn't conceive of themselves as writing a scripture. Right, right. That wasn't until generations later, (laughs) you know, Picasso and Van Gogh were not regarded as good artists in when they were alive. Their stuff took off after they passed and people, you know, culture changed enough to have an appreciation for what they were creating. So even the it's the the principle of God, right? Some plant seeds. Right. Some reap harvest. God's the one who waters and grows or some water and God's the one who grows, right? He's the one who does the miracle. And so you don't know if what God has called you to produce is even for this generation. So yeah, yeah, we definitely don't want to get into the comparison game. It should all be about obedience um, and having a right heart. And um, again, asking these hard questions to make sure that we are approaching these things with the right motivation in the right heart and, and like i i've seen i'm noticing more and more we need to distance ourselves from things that have become accepted in church because they sound good in our human wisdom but don't line up with with God's wisdom through the holy spirit or through That's scripture right. because he often thinks so much differently than we do
1: um more times than not that uh, right more times than not forgive <laughs> 7
0: times 70 in a single day I guarantee you that every world culture, human-based psychiatrist and psychologist would say that you need to, that that is not a good.
1: That's too much for That You
0: should never even, you should never even allow someone access to your life enough to violate you seven times, 70 times in a day.
1: <laughs> but you know, the, the crazy thing is there are some that are catching on that don't even know Jesus. Like Simon Sinek, for instance, he, he, constantly puts himself in the audience of people who are doing these extraordinary things that it takes the Holy Spirit to do, but they don't know that the good that's even coming out of them is God. You know what I'm saying? They just, they just look at whatever studies have been done um, as far as being kind, being generous, being, having an attitude of gratitude. You know what I'm saying? And they're like, oh, studies show that you're nine times more likely to be healthier or live longer you know what i mean and it's like yeah wow things that jesus said and modeled principles that he sh- that he showed us like science is now catching up with a lot of that stuff and being like oh yeah if you are gra- if you do have gratitude it does raise your 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 chemical levels it it it, it uh makes you a person that other people want to be around It makes you yeah yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. You, you know what i'm saying and i feel like we god knew jesus knew and we're just catching up to, <laughs> we're just catching up to like yo he he knows what the heck he's talking about we yeah. we should listen to that joker you know what i'm saying yeah.
0: And so, so much of what the church does in in areas like what we're talking about, especially in the, the understanding that we all have, and research has shown that the church is like twenty to forty years behind the world um, in right. in general industrial standards and stuff like that, technology, arts, creativity, all that stuff. Um, is that we're we're usually the church usually becomes aware that there's something. That can you know generate money because the world is doing it, and then we copy it. I had to look away from the camera for a second. Right, it's like why are we doing a podcast? <laughs> right, Chris, Chris, the church did not create podcasts, and we ain't making no money off of this podcast. Uh, right. thanks, thanks to Anchor, we don't we no longer have to pay to make this happen. But right. you know, we both you know I'm using a Yeti mic that cost me 120 dollars, right? right. We're, we're we're communicating on on Apple MacBooks that cost us the significant. So there's cost right. even just to producing the podcast, right? But uh, but why is everybody podcasting? Why is everybody creating YouTube channels? And, and none of that originated with the church. It's just right. oh, we, you can monetize this, and then we flood to it. Which means our motivation oftentimes was already like, I'm just trying to make money. Um, but okay. hopefully the motivation is I want to make money for the church. I want to, you know, oh, <laughs> I, I could, if I do YouTube channel updates, I could support the missionary work I'm doing right. in this country. Or, right, right, you right. know, right. God's not against making money and right. he's not against using money, mm-hmm. um, but it's about what we're doing with, again, the profits. Yeah. The profit margins, and some of it is, look. Let's just ask the Holy Spirit what some of the right etiquette is. Yeah. Because again, regardless of what we're using the money for, He doesn't want His house to be a marketplace. Um.
1: That's the bottom line. So we, you know, so we That's have to have
0: line. we have to ask some questions of ourselves about that, including, <laughs> right. Uh are you making money off of your church foyer coffee bar? Um do you have a do you have a store? You're talking about Hebrews. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Hebrews. (laughs) Uh Uh, Archangel Mocha. (laughs) Oh my what? I've never seen that one. I was just trying to think of what some of the other names would (laughs) be. That's ridiculous. That is a crying shame. First, first, and second cappuccino. <laughs> 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 oh, like Lord. you know, there's some there's some questions to ask. Like, what is what is our motivation? What is our heart? <laughs> and what is the signal we're sending to new visitors when they walk into yeah. the front of our church and it looks like a it looks like a strip mall, right? Or maybe it looks like a trendy cafe, but it still has that sense of this is a business, which they already have that sense of the church being a business, a foot and, and not a nonprofit business, but a right. for-profit business oh. already have that sense of the church. So again, let's have some hard, honest yeah. within ourselves. Let's have some hard, honest with our boards. Let's have right. some hard, honest with our staffs, Holy Spirit conversations, Holy right. Spirit led conversations. And make sure that we are checking our motivations, our processes, the the representation we're sending to the world of Jesus and of, of the church. Um,
1: and just oh, do things, yeah.
0: do things according to God's God's will and leading.
1: That's right.
0: And not according to the almighty dollar. Because again, as Jesus said,
1: can't be You can't serve two masters. That's you right. can't
0: serve two masters. So
1: yeah. Bro, where can people go? If they have any questions, comments, show topics, and they want to suggest some stuff, where can they actually? Before you do that, I just want to shout out Water Within one more time uh, because they are doing exactly what we've talked about. They're raising money to continue to help, uh, they're asking people to donate money to help them continue in their ministry, which is traveling. Yeah across this country challenging and encouraging people through the music that god has given them Uh, they both have nine to five jobs you know what i'm saying and and this uh, yeah that's
0: just a fundamental yeah
1: just a fundamental ministry so it's
0: waterwithin.com
1: you can check them out Uh, but in the meantime if you have questions for us comments show topics jesse where can they go
0: yeah, and we would love to hear from you guys again. I mean, we we try to, you know, touch on things that we think are questions and topics that are floating around in the church world and in the hearts and minds of believers, our brothers and sisters. Um, you know, current events and stuff like that, but but uh we would love to hear from you guys like what what's what's some of the questions, issues uh Teachings, doctrine, Bible passages, whatever that you have questions about, or you've been struggling with, um, um, or you're facing. Um, you know, we had we had somebody in our 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 church, our home church, uh, reach out to us about a situation stemming all the way back from when she was in high school. That's got some really tough questions, and we're having to kind of oh shoot, try to in- involve the Holy Spirit and some other people, including actually uh, reaching out to Ori. Um, to try to get some wisdom on on how to direct nice. her to deal with this situation because nice. it is nice. very convoluted, very serious, but very complicated. Yeah. Um, so, like, if you got stuff going on like that, and you know, of course, if it's not a you know personal thing, like hit us up. You know, we we want to be meeting the needs of you guys who are our listeners sure. and the 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 churches and the believers who you walk and live with. Um, so you can, you can, uh, the, probably the best way is e- just email us directly at faithchairpodcast at gmail.com. Um, and again, if you are a local artist or really we haven't had a flooding submission. So honestly, if you're a Christian, uh, music artist, uh, anywhere who hears this, yeah. um, and you have, you have a, 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 song, um, or songs that, uh, you'd be willing to share with us to feature on the podcast. Uh, shoot the mp3 and uh, maybe just a little quick blurb in the email giving us permission to use it and uh, we'd love to feature you
1: absolutely um, you can
0: also message us uh through uh facebook uh, twitter instagram at uh, the faith chair on all three of those and uh, we'd love to hear from you guys and, and appreciate each and every one of you thanks, thanks for, for listening, listening. Join us next time.
1: Yes, please join us next time as Jesse and I continue to answer questions that arise at the intersection of faith and culture.